You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio on 3CR. I'm your host, Phil Evans, coming at you live from the unceded land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty has never been ceded here and we pay our respects to Elders past and present. Acknowledge the important role that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people play in environmental and social justice struggles. And this, of course, is Friends of the Earth show, Dirt Radio, where we dig in deep with activists to find out what's going on around at Friends of the Earth and also around the wider grassroots community. Good to be with you again. Um, Unfortunately, missed last week's show, so nice to be back and live in the studio. Today, we're going to soar like eagles and take a big worldview picture of what is happening around with climate change. There's been a resurgence of leadership from the United States, um, a big summit, more commitments, um, but are they enough? Um, what does that mean for us federally? And of course, what does it mean locally? Long-time listeners will know that Friends of the Earth have been working for quite a few years now in Victoria to see us a climate change and climate justice leader, particularly enacting the requirements of the Climate Change Act here, which requires strong admission, well, it requires emission reduction targets. We want them to be strong. Um, And it also requires a climate change strategy. A few weeks ago, we spoke to Anna Langford. You can catch up with a podcast at 3cr.org.au as well on that one and talked about the people's climate strategy, crowdsourcing ideas of the roadmap of getting to these strong emissions reductions targets. But today we're going to talk more about net zero emissions. Are they enough? Are we on a trajectory towards them? And who is being a laggard? Joining us will be Lee Eubank in the studio, coordinator of the Act on Climate Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne. But for now, let's hear a little community service announcements first, and then a little bit of Joan Jett, because I don't know about you, but I love rock and roll. This is Phil Evans on 3CR Dirt Radio. We'll be back soon. Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years, we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires, there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains and the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and Monaro people and that sovereignty was never ceded. A 3CR supporter.
That was Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll on 3CR Dirt Radio here. Phil Evans having a chat with you on Dirt Radio today. And we've got a guest in the studio, the wonderful Lee Eubank from the Acton Climate Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne. I don't know about you, I love rock and roll, but I also love living on a healthy, sustainable planet that is not going to burn up into a cinder. Um, how about you, Lee? <laughs> yeah, same here. Rock and roll, my favourite. Punk rock in particular. But yeah, I do like having a, a nice um, a nice planet to live on without uh, flames and devastation. So something to keep in mind this morning. Absolutely. And of course, um, we're going to talk about climate change today, in case you couldn't guess it by all the C word being dropped. The, um, the one that we're allowed to say on the air, of course. Um, and um, it's been quite a busy kind of couple of months or years or decades um, for the movement, really, um, we've seen just recently a big summit in the US that was mm. uh, put on by Biden, who has kind of pledged to become, again, a world leader on climate. Um, I feel like this is all mm. so familiar territory, um, the moral imperative of our time and and all these sorts of things. Um, is this too little, too late? I don't want to start too pessimistic, but... 
Yeah, look, I think um, what we've seen with climate change policy over the last decades is that we do achieve progress in fits and starts. You know, we haven't had that smooth, you know, continuous leadership that's required of the challenge. But um, I'll tell you what, after four years of the uh, insanity of the Trump administration, it is very refreshing and welcome to see um, President Joe Biden come out and, you know, within the first 100 days, convene a summit uh, with world leaders. Mm. You know, it's amazing that America still has that power after four years of Trump. Mm. Um, but they managed to get, uh, you know, 40, 40 world leaders um, around the globe together. Uh, and we saw some very significant um, announcements around increased ambition. Yeah, it's, it, it was pretty exciting to see people coming together, albeit mm. via Zoom. I actually mm. felt quite validated by the fact that they had technical issues. <laughs> Even world leaders still forget to press the mute button and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so. I think uh, our prime minister was one of the people that forgot to unmute there. <laughs> it is very, uh, um, you know, they make the same mistakes as the hoi polloi. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but jokes aside, um, it was an important summit and there mm. were some huge announcements make are made in terms of um, the trajectory to get down to net zero emissions. And I want to talk about that as well. Yep. Um, can you take us through some of the like kind of levels of ambition that, that really happened at the conference? Yeah, look, I think what's really significant about this, um, this Biden climate summit is that, you know, the announcements that emerged last Thursday, um, they're coming six months before the critically important COP conference in Glasgow mm. in November. And so I guess, you know, what this signals to the world and to the countries that are laggards at the moment is that, um, you know, momentum is building for, for deeper emissions cuts. Um, very significantly, we saw the United States uh, announce an increased emissions reduction target of 50 to 52% below mm. 2005 levels um, by 2030. So they're effectively signaling to the world that they will halve their emissions over the next 10 years. Um, uh, along with that, we saw Japan and Canada adopt targets of a 45% emissions reduction. Uh, the EU has come out with 51%. And the, um, the UK, the United Kingdom, way out in front with a, a pretty significant 63% emissions cut over the next decade. So momentum is building and <laughs> all of this global momentum is really making Australia a bit of a global embarrassment, really. Yeah, it, it almost feels unsurprising um, that that is the case. Mm, uh, in, mm. We've we've seen now pretty much decades of just inaction and inability to politically get any sort of sensible plan across the line and hold it for more than yep. more than one electoral cycle. What what mm. what is it about Australia that is so different about the conversations that are happening around the world? Look, I think in Australia, you know, we you know we have. Um, among the world's best uh, road road safety laws, you know, we were an early adopter of seatbelts. Um, you know, we've got amazing tobacco control, uh, public health mm. laws, and if you think about it, we don't have a huge tobacco industry, and we don't have that, you know, um, significant kind of lobby like big automaker lobby that the United States has. But, but what we do have in Australia is a lot of miners and mm. a lot of fossil fuel extraction. So I think the difference is that um, unlike places like the UK, we are in Australia up against quite a powerful political force. 
And that really underscores the need for, for why, you know, we need to build community power. We need to work together. We need to build coalitions and we need to really push back on those big, powerful interests. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it it does feel like it's it's a big fight, and it has been going mm. on for a long time, and it's um always exciting to new see new and um energy and new ideas coming through, and it's been quite a interesting couple of years mm-hmm. in the movement around the push for climate justice. Um, I did read in the paper, uh, sorry, in the conversation um over the weekend, um, the a few climate scientists came out to talk about the concept of net zero emissions. Mm. Um, and how it wasn't actually deep enough because of the cumulative kind of climate budget and the amount mm. of CO2, I guess, that and other greenhouse gases that we're putting into the atmosphere. Um, without going too far down the rabbit hole, mm. I was wondering, um, what does net zero emissions mean and mm. and why is it not just enough to get to it as soon as possible? Yeah, so I guess net zero emissions is basically this concept. I guess it's like an accounting framework um, for the carbon stock in the atmosphere. So, um, you know, the idea is there will be an amount of emissions that will be released into the atmosphere, but through drawdown, um, you know, technologies or land use practices, we can kind of absorb or, you know, balance the books, so to speak. Mm. Um, So, you know, that could be uh, forest protection or, uh, you know, regenerative agriculture, which is drawing down carbon. Mm. But yeah, it's basically an accounting framework. Um, but what is re- what's really important when it comes to climate change is that we cut emissions immediately um, and that we look 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 for ways of um, you know whether it's rolling out uh, solar panels or renewables or new public transport and encouraging modal shifting but we need to deal with the emissions that are that are right here and right now yeah and that's a part of the problem isn't it <laughs> yes it is it is because we always you know if there's one thing that governments like to do they like to kick the can down the road mm. um what we have in victoria um is a legislated target of net zero emissions but i think built into the climate change laws at the state level is the understanding that governments do like to do that and mm. that's why we have interim targets that have to be announced every five years out to 2050. So, um, you know, looking at the federal um, climate policy um, state, uh, <laughs> we have not even seen a legislative commitment to zero net, sorry, to net zero emissions by the, the middle of the century. Mm. We're, they're way behind. Yeah, and that puts us out of step with the rest of the world and, and contemporary middle powers, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's absolutely right. So, um, you know, <laughs> um, the Prime Minister at this, you know, Biden summit was expected to announce the bare minimum first step that he would, you know, enshrine a commitment to net zero emissions by mid-century, um, but he couldn't even bring himself to do that. So um, I think over the next six months, communities across the state, across the country, we do have have work to do if we're going to get Australia, you know, from laggard to, you know, somewhat in the game by um by this this UN conference. Joe, you're listening to 3CR. This is your host Phil Evans on Dirt Radio Friends of the Earth show on 3CR. Hurrah! Talking to Lee Eubank from Act on Climate Friends of the Earth Melbourne Collective. Um, we're kind of thinking global, talking about acting local today. Checking out what's been happening around on climate change on the international scene and what are the implications locally. 
for us in here in Victoria. Um, we were just talking then about the federal government. I want to go back to the international again and talk a little bit about the $2.3 trillion. I mean, what even is trillion? <laughs> it's just a, a random concept. $2.3 trillion uh, package that um, Biden has announced, mm, mm. Um, particularly around renewable energies, yep. um, getting government fleets into electric vehicles and things like that. Yep. I mean, it sounds pretty exciting and it's all about jobs, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, the the president is um, is known for saying when he thinks about climate change, he thinks about jobs, and or and um, you know that's exactly what we're seeing in this so called uh, job creating infrastructure plan. So yeah, you're right. Um, trillion does, you know, I'm not familiar with the big T. It's a, it is a step up, but America is a big country. Um, you know, its its population is 330 million, so it's uh, it's way bigger than little old Australia down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what we've seen is, you know, this is an infrastructure package that will uh, reshape the American economy um, and it will particularly start to make headway with decarbonising the transport sector. So the um, the Biden administration has pledged to uh, renew the government's fleet of vehicles, which is a mind-boggling 650,000 vehicles. <laughs> Um, with electric vehicles and to roll out 500,000 um, charging points across the whole country. So this is about um, you know, creating uh, demand, um, bringing down the cost of electric vehicles for everyone through that mass procurement and to create the um, enabling infrastructure that gives people the confidence to shift from petrol you know, polluting vehicles to clean electric ones. Yeah, and I wonder, um, I mean, when I think back through history, if we take it to a federal level now, you know, the the key moments in those, you know, development mm. of Australia, if we stick into that um, kind of industrial complex, which um, we can heavily critique, but maybe That's not right. today. Yep. But, um, and then, you know, to think about like, you know, moments like the Snowy River Hydro, mm. Um, mm. you know, like um, railroads being laid and things like that. Infrastructure generally makes you a memorable prime minister. Yep. So <laughs> we just presume that there's a little bit of ego in Scott Morrison or Anthony mm. Albanese. Mm. Why aren't they announcing similar packages? Um, and yep. it, it, it really does feel strange. I mean, we got that um, announcement over mm. the last week or so from um, Scott Morrison's government um, and Angus Taylor about their their plan to invest um, a few million, I think it was, in carbon capture and storage mm. and um, and hydrogen without specifying that it would be green hydrogen. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, what is going on? Look, I think what we what we have seen from coalition governments, you know, over the last thirty years, is that they don't really have any interest in government, and they don't believe in public investment in common good infrastructure and services. So, you know, what we do see is these kind of token efforts. You know, the bare minimum to catalyse public invest. I mean, sorry, private investment. But um, I think it's quite cynical because they're investing in technologies that are um. <laughs> that are quite dubious. I mean, the carbon capture and storage, a lot of money has been thrown at that over the years for very little result. And, um, you know, when it comes to hydrogen, while there is a key role for that um, in the future, the last thing we want to do is to to use fossil fuels to generate that. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I mean, it is interesting. With infrastructure, um, you're right. You know, it is that, it is a, you know, it does kind of, create the platform for our economy and you know the pr- the prime ministers and the premiers that roll out 
um, visionary infrastructure projects are remembered. I think it's worth noting that the federal opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, he does have a long-standing commitment to high-speed rail, which is a technology we will need if we want to, mm. um, you know, eat into those aviation emissions. And at the state level, you know, we are seeing um, some pretty epic investment in public transport, um, including the absolutely enormous uh, suburban rail loop, which will connect, you know, oh, it's all, so of those, exciting. <laughs> all of those out, outlying suburbs that have been, you know, mm. underserviced by the rail rail system for, for generations. Yeah. And in... To take it down to the local level again, I, I, mm. maybe I'm taking people all over the place today. That's <laughs> where my brain's at. You know, the, so this, Google Maps, zooming yeah. in and out. <laughs> That's it. Um, the Climate Change Act, um, you know, there's nothing similar in the in the federal sphere, um, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. um, but, you know, the, the beauty of it is um, there is the target or the legislated net zero emission we've got to get there. Um, yep. How we've got to get there, they need to set like, ye- or like, periodic emission reduction targets yep. um, to do it. And then they have to write a strategy to get there. I mean, right. anyone who's ever planned anything in their life knows that you've got to do some sort of planning <laughs> and write down how you're going to do it. Yep. Um, it does feel like everything is very haphazard um, mm. and no one is really taking that leadership position to go like, let's just actually get it done and let's just mm. make ourselves do it and get a, a consensus to get it done, is there? Yeah, that's right. And look, I think, um, you know, we do have one voice up in the the halls of parliament in Canberra, Zali Stiegel, the mm. independent um, MP the one that uh, dethroned Tony Abbott, hey. you might recall. Um, well, I think Zali Stegel should be commended for, for her efforts to um, get a National Climate Change Act in place. You know, we can see the benefits of, 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 the, of a climate act at the state level in Victoria. It is driving progress. It's allowing communities to hold governments to account. Mm. Um, and it is allowing for that planning to occur across government. And, you know, that that is desperately needed at the federal level. Um, it's mind-boggling and shameful that we do not have that in place. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, one of the things in that conversation article that um, I read over the weekend as well, and hopefully other people did, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes so people can have mm. a look at those scientists talking about the concept of net zero emissions, the government's plan, and um, how it is just absolutely a word that I'm probably not allowed to say on air, um, <laughs> but it begins with B and ends in T. Um, so the that in it says, you know, like um, there's all these kind of, you know, techno fixes and geoengineering and things like that that are being thrown up into the um, air, so to speak, pardon mm. the pun. Mm. But the, the real problem is actually we need to do this in a socially just way that is sustainable and actually works for people. Otherwise, mm. Mm. it just isn't going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, once again, you know, the architects of the Victorian Climate Change Act should be commended for this because one of the guiding principles of the state legislation is a commitment to advancing social justice and tackling disadvantage. Mm. And, um, you know, that's really, that you know, really ties in well with the work that we do at Friends of the Earth. Um, you know, we've been committed to social justice uh, outcomes while tackling environmental issues since our inception. And it's it's a really important kind of value uh, and mindset that we bring to the work. Yeah. Um, 
Wow, it's already 9.53. i <laughs> um, been chatting to Lee Eubank from Act On Climate Collective at Friends of the Earth about climate change, zooming in and out from the local to the federal. Um, pardon my, uh, my uh, maybe more scattered brain today going in and out everywhere, but it's a fascinating subject and I think there's lots of linkages mm. um, and things going on, lots of ideas, but uh, just a inability to see it roll out in a really consistent way because of all sorts of political reasons. But if you're interested in getting involved in making a difference around climate, what mm. would be three things that someone can do, Lee, to, uh, to do that? Well, um, well... <laughs> Firstly, and I, I won't I won't plug anything that Foe's working on. I think the most important thing that that everyone can do is, you know, find a local grassroots group, get involved, and work for political change. Um, you know, obviously there are things that you can do as individuals, but when you get together and work for political outcomes, that delivers the greatest bang for buck. Um, at the moment, uh, we are, um, you know, encouraging our supporters to email their local state MPs to ask the question, where are Victoria's climate targets? We were expecting these targets to be announced, um, you know, earlier this year. They still haven't arrived. So we do need people to email their local MP. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, your listeners can do that by visiting www.actonclimate.org.au for all of the links. And thirdly, um, Recently, and I know you've had Anna on to talk about this, but we have released a people's climate strategy for the state of Victoria. You know, we've had over a thousand people contribute Mm. um, climate solutions um, and local knowledge about impacts that they're seeing. And it's essential that we get this report under the nose of every politician in the state. So we are doing a mass delivery. Uh, We've called it Delivery Day, uh, Friday (laughs) the 4th of June. So if you would like to be involved, we're going to need people from um, every corner of the state, from Mallacoota to Mildura. So, um, yeah, please sign up and we'll make sure that you get the link uh, on the 3CR website. Absolutely. We'll be um, putting that up on 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio where you can also catch up with this conversation if you are just tuning in now with Lee Eubank from Act on Climate, Friends of the Earth. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming in, Lee, to the studio to talk us through all of that. My pleasure. It's so good to be back in the 3CR studio. Oh, it is. It is lovely to be back in here. Thanks so much, Lee Eubank. We'll be back in just a moment. You're tuned to 3CR 855 on your end dial. If you just tuned in to 3CR, why would you stay listening? Listen a while. Mm, thank you, Mr. Tom Waits. You are listening to 3CR. This is Dirt Radio. Phil Evans here at the end of another show. Um, we had Lee Eubank on today from Act on Climate, Friends of the Earth. Um, thank you for coming in, Lee, and having a chat about that. And don't forget, you can listen to a podcast, 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio. And we'll have all the links about the things Lee talked about in the show notes. Coming up next is Billabong Beats with Gavin. So stick 
around and enjoy that one. Can't wait to see you all again next week. Let's go out with a little bit of thievery corporation. Um, if you aren't going to do anything, at the least, just write a letter to the editor. Yep, this is Letter to the Editor, Thievery Corporation. See you next week. Bye. Party full of promises, baby empty bellies. Poverty and democracies and political rallies. But who the rich are for? Using it for votes. Pretend that me is sorry for them winning, it's a joke. I'm sick of trick or treaters in costume disguises, leaders, charismatic public speakers, false prophets and fake healers. Articulate perfect grammar, scammers, scamming us for votes. In front of TV camera with an innocent approach. No more lies and policies. Apologies, trying to ask, please. When I squeeze on your pioneers, justice or else, says the minister for a con. So I'm stand up a garden house with my glock up in my hand. If I take it literally, fuck it, geez, I'm kind of sorry. But my need for answer what them really do to press it. Give me the microphone, I met me rep the innocent. Paying recompense for money spent to feed the government. Give me the microphone, get the people riled up. Too much fucker piled up, get the team them iled up. Parallel universes in the same old hemisphere. Authorities, they don't care with them nose up in the air. So what bombs them? Make the syndrome get the places, permeate them residences Extend up to the trenches up to where the president is Carm up on the ones and twos, yes, you turn the tables Had enough for you with your parables and tables Jamaican bad girl, queen and revolutionary Never quick to start a war, but shoot whenever necessary Product of the inner city, where me come from, make no pretty Survive the nitty gritty, ain't nobody taking pity Survive a kind of tricky, in New York, Cali and Philly Are the same thing I go on, don't go Kingston, Kingston, Kingston